Yeah, I'm sure it feels good to sit down. You, you must spend what all day on your feet? Pretty much all day. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I don't know if yeah. I can do that. I mean, it, I'm it, used to my cushy desk job, but <laughs> it takes getting used to. I'll say. <laughs> I mean, calves must be like <laughs> hard as a rock. I mean, yeah, everything. I feel like my job is so physical, like hammering down like shoes, and pulling, just yanking on some stuff. Stuff, yeah, exactly. So it's physically challenging. <laughs> yeah, but probably mentally challenging. Mentally challenging too, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so for anybody who probably can't tell what we're doing, could be talking about construction, whatever. <laughs> Mind introducing yourself? My name is Galust Kaitian. I'm the owner of Jimmy Shoe Repair. I've been doing it for a very long time. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> so cobbler, shoe, craftsman, repairman yep. of all kinds. Yeah. So yeah. who's Jimmy? Who is Jimmy? Jimmy is the guy who opened this place back in 1953. Okay. Yeah. He uh, Then his son had it. Uh, my father bought it from his son, Larry, back in 97. Yeah, okay. and then uh, I bought it from my dad uh, back in 2010. So you've been running this for 12 years 12 now? years now, yep. 12 years. Cool, yep. cool. Right yep. in the middle of uh, Central Square in Cambridge. That's so it's right. pretty busy. But, you know, it seems like you've <laughs> got plenty of business to keep it going. I'm, I see you know, every square inch of this place is covered in shoes of all <laughs> sorts of disrepair and shiny new perfection and all that stuff. So Yeah, it's a constant battle trying to keep this place like organized or clean or it's like it just gets messy in like no time right but you yeah. got like all different stages of shoe repair and tools and products and cleaning stuff i'm sure it's you know since you do everything right it's got to be tough to like keep all that in one place yeah, honestly it is yeah kind of like over the years i feel like i found myself scaling back like one example is like luggage repair like kind of stopped doing that oh, you, don't have, you definitely don't, I don't have, space have the for that. space for that <laughs> it was like becoming impossible to find the parts for it uh, i was like okay this is just there's a little too many reasons for me to stop doing this so i'm gonna stop doing it so that's one good example yeah <laughs> i mean if you the more you focus it the more like specialized you can be yeah yeah i'm sure it's, it's nice to take well let, let me ask you like is it as a business owner, you're trying to make money however you need to. What's it like trying to like say, nah, I'm not going to do that, even though it is like a cash opportunity for you? Um, I guess, yeah, it is tricky, but you got to, at the end of the day, you got to figure out like, you know, like you said, as a business, you are trying to make money. So it's like, if it's, if you can make more money, just focusing on shoes or, or you could just be more clear headed, <laughs> just focusing on shoes instead of trying to worry about where am I going to find this part? And maybe delays you from the other parts of your work where you should be more focused on because it is maybe more lucrative. So it, it's, it's, it's a constant challenge, right? right. You always want to, I, I hate disappointing people. Like I hate saying, no, <laughs> I can't fix this. Or even sometimes, well, what happens nowadays is like, well, yeah, I can fix it, but it's going to cost you, <laughs> you know, right. the same cost as a new one. Like, wait, are you crazy? <laughs> Look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, I swear. And that's <laughs> not my That's fault. another <laughs> thing with shoe repairs. Like most shoes are so cheaply made. It's not worth putting, or to most people wouldn't be worth putting the extra money or time into getting it repaired. You could just get the same one for less than it would cost to repair it. Can you tell me more about the experience of like the people that come in like this is my sentimental thing and that's why I'm like so attached to it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we get that a lot here. You know, somebody could have bought something for $2 at a thrift store and they'll spend $100 in repairing that cuz whether they just like it that much or like you said if there's sentimental sentimental value attached to that. That happens all the time. Yes. And a lot of times like just because you do buy something for two dollars doesn't mean it's a bad thing mm -hmm. also because you could buy a used shoe that's like 
10 times better quality than a new shoe and spend 10 times less, you know, that's possible. So if you, if you know what you're doing, you're smart about it, I mean, I feel like that's the best way to shop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, most of my stuff is either gifted or thrifted anyway, so there <laughs> I you go. definitely definitely <laughs> agree with that. But, you know, it's one of these few things, obviously most of the stuff you have in here is not something you'd find in an average workshop or basement. You know, people can't really do this stuff at home. Like you might be able to sew on a button at your place, but you know, this is a really specialized shop. So it, it it's interesting that people like can't, this is one of the few things that you can't like do it yourself right. for the most part. Right. So. Yeah, it is tricky. I feel like this, it's like easy for me, so to speak. It's only because I've been doing it for so long, but it's like at the same time, it's easy. Like it's also easy to make mistakes. So it's, it's kind of like precision work mm -hmm. almost. And of course it's, you know, you need the right press. If you need doing a glue job, you want to press down a shoe You may want to make sure you got the right press, right glue. And so all that, and also knowing how to use the glue, how long before it's dried, you put it together, you know, all those little things that seem like seamless to me, just only cause I've been doing it for so long. But then I realized like, if you haven't done it before, it seems like the hardest thing in the world, you know, just because it's like everything, I guess, until you do it. Right. Yeah. So how do you kind of pick up on those nuances just by doing it? Just, I, mean, I know your father was instructing you as you were growing up. How do you pick up on those little details? Well, yeah, you do want uh, somebody who knows the job to train you to, uh, you know, so they can at least explain to you how it needs to be done. But you don't really get to be good at it until you keep on doing it and you might mess up a few times practice makes perfect so to speak you know uh but yeah of course it it helps to have a good base like you know like this is how you're supposed to do it now try and do that you know and then you go and perfect that <laughs> right instead of you know what you're doing you think you're doing great but you're doing terrible you know what good is that <laughs> so i've seen your work you very rarely mess up on these but <laughs> when you do what's that like you know because these are very some of these shoes you have in here are very like high quality high stakes like if you mess up a pair of guidi like leather boots those are going to be you know, that's potentially a couple thousand dollars down the drain yeah. what's that ex that like high stakes experience like chris i'm perfect i've never messed up <laughs> all right that's it <laughs> <laughs> i don't believe in messing up <laughs> failure is not an option, <laughs> <Failure is> not <laughs> an option. <laughs> um what do you do oh boy honestly they're probably let me see. On the, like one time I can think like I messed up a boot. It was like the best customer. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I was like, really? I'm oh, like that's, sweating. That's I'm gonna, like, oh, I'm expecting like I'm going to pay $2,000 for to replace this boot. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. No one see. I was like, great. But honest, obviously you don't try to mess up because, you know, people bring in their shoe. He's here because they care about them. You know, mm -hmm. spend the money because they want it a particular way. So that's part of like you know taking your time and making sure you do it right not rushing through work that's basically where it comes you know follow the procedure you know stick to the basics don't try to recreate the wheel or whatever but honestly i can't think of like a time where i've had to <laughs> i don't know like messed up badly enough where like i can fix it for example mm -hmm. you know what i mean maybe if i scuffed something i was able to fix that and cover up and you can't even tell i messed up so you just do your due diligence yeah. try to like stay controlled and, you know, and yeah i mean yeah. when you're getting is, is that hard when you have so many things going on like all these different customers can coming in and out and like you have orders stacked up like how do you take that time to stay focused and pay attention to each shoe with the like with care it is tricky it is tricky for because for the most part i do kind of do it all here by myself i have help from my son and my wife and you know 
part-time help here and there but for the most part i do kind of do it all it is tricky it's like you know sometimes i even have nightmares about it <laughs> like oh this is not ready I, I can't go to sleep you know i gotta make sure all this is ready blah, blah, blah. it's i mean now i got my hours like i don't know if you know we're open 12 to 6 but i'm here during the morning time and trying to do as much work as i can during those like quieter so hours basically blocking out your quiet hours in the morning to not I need be bothered it. by customers <laughs> i need that <laughs> Yeah, I need that. I know it stinks because like people see me like, oh, can't you, Leo? Let me in. You're in there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I see you. You know, I see you in there. Let me in. I'm Don't like, tap on the the glasses. Scares the cobblers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. I should definitely you should put, put a sign that. up. We yeah. should put that up. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's challenging, of course. You know, it's just like like you said. I'm always it's the shop. Mm. Thankfully, it's always busy, so there's not not a lot of downtime. Uh, that's part of the reason why I am closing for the summer so I can kind of get my errands done and all mm. those things that you just pile up over the busy course of the year. So we just do our best so one day at a time. What's that? <laughs> what was your thought process in taking like a month or two off? Cause you're like a lone craftsman and you know, your entire livelihood is based around constantly keeping this work going. You know, how do you make the decision to take some time for yourself and just take a break. Honestly, I feel like I need it. Like I'm just like burnt out. Mm -hmm. Like I need that time off. So in a way I'm just looking out for myself and, um, and just thankful enough to be able to do that because mm -hmm. that's not easy either financially. I just feel like I need it. Honestly, the shop needs it. That's when I'm going to like, you know, organize and get my stuff going. So, I just, even though, I just think it's like a positive thing all around for me and for the shop. So I don't see a reason not to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so back to the shop, you know, what's it like having all of this stuff basically at your disposal? You know, you need to make sure it's still clean and presentable, but everything's in this place. You know, I know we're, you and I are going to be working <laughs> together to, to help organize this stuff, but. You know, this is this is your playland. How do you how do you manage this? What do you, what do you do with it? Well, that's the thing. Like, I, even though, like, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I changed things around. I brought all the stuff to the like all the equipment to the front, so people could kind of see the work being done. That was my idea behind it. But uh, so now that I've done that, now it's time for me to get organized. I I think I told you I want like everything to have this place. I don't want to look for tools. I, mm -hmm. I want it to be like very organized. I feel like it'll just make me efficient, and I need to be efficient to be able to like, keep this up uh so that's what that's the goal it's like the challenge is that like constantly trying to figure out okay like i have a hundred different options of rubber like i need to maybe condense have 50 options you know what i mean like i don't have the room for this so it's like what gets used the most what doesn't so then you know you kind of just over the years slowly that happens slowly and mm -hmm. As needed, you kind of figure it out as you go along. And that's the goal, though. I just want it to be as clean and as organized as possible. That'll make me, like, have a good, I don't know, makes me want to work when it's clean and organized versus right. when it's dirty. I'm like, I don't even want to be here, you know? like it, I know it's super distracting having, like, stuff all over the place. I know I work from homes, and I, I can't focus if there's, like, stuff on the floor, you know, beds not made, things like that. So mm -hmm. I, d I definitely feel you yeah, there. Yeah, like, I'm like that. Easiest yeah. to focus on the thing at hand when it's the only thing to focus on. Right, right. So if you could have a magical machine of any kind that can do one <laughs> task for you, like, I don't know, ripping soles off or <laughs> gluing or something. If you could invent one magical one machine magic. to do one task for you for oh in the boy. shop, what would you do? 
Just one? You can't do it all? How <laughs> many times I dreamed of a microwave? You put a shoe in there and you So you want a clone? <laughs> I want, you yeah, just want a clone to do the work for you. A clone would be great. <laughs> uh, what's like, I, I guess, are you, I think you're asking me what's the hardest thing, maybe. Pretty much. Okay, okay. Good question. I guess I would be, I guess, taking taking apart the souls very would be the like the hardest, trickiest part. Just get, like, hire a goat. To just yeah, yeah, yeah. Rip it off for eat you. it off, right? <laughs> eat this part only. <laughs> just like, just put like, sprinkle some salt on just like the outsides. We <laughs> choose the stitches. The stitches. Yeah. I don't know if that'll work, Chris. Maybe, maybe but, you, know, you know, revolutions in in organic uh, workmanship, <laughs> something like that. So, what are some of the things that you enjoy about this? I know it's like a wide variety of projects coming in, but you you tell me what's like what does it for you about shoe repair? What does it for me for shoe repair? I mean, I love like the, my favorite thing is like when people like <laughs> that's funny, Chris. Like a lot of times people are bringing stuff and we're like, you know, can you fix this? And I'm like, no, this looks destroyed beyond repair. Hey, can you sew a hundred slippers for me? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know, the funny thing is like. My customers, I feel like, have pushed me to become better and better at this job because I would look at stuff. I would be like, nah, I don't want to do this. This looks too hard or, you know, it's a lost cause. And they're like, oh, no, no, you can do it. Go ahead. You know, they're like, you know, attached. it's so easy. You just do <laughs> that. I'm like, yeah. And then, How like, about you try? And then, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, I'll try. And then I try and I, I feel like I try and not only I succeed most of the time but it's like you learn something from that you know mm -hmm. instead of shying away like oh it's too hard I don't want to do that it's like now you're like oh it's not hard I could do that I've done it before <laughs> you know? well with all these new manufacturing methods that keep being invented and over time you, you kind of always have to push your skills a little bit to keep up would, would you, you do in a way um in a way you do because like yeah things are not made to be repaired as mm -hmm. you know everything's disposable these days everything is glue <laughs> eventually they're gonna glue. make a shoe that's entirely and made glue of glue only yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean look at those like entirely like foam, the foam like the crocs things, yeah. Uh, yeah those things um not really i mean yes you do use like a different glue for different materials but other than that i would say it's pretty much the same um repair you know there's a lot of things that we just don't take in whether would it's you ever repair uh, a pair of crocs um yes i would repair anything <laughs> <laughs> good answer <laughs> i keep your, your business going <laughs> why do you think i'm busy chris i don't say no no honestly i'd have to take a look at every situation and just kind of assess it and you know, if somebody's willing to spend whatever the money it costs to do that repair, then, you know, that's, you know, their shoes, their choice. Do you mm -hmm. know, they, uh, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I'll be like, but it depends, you know, sometimes but, uh, the thing is being honest up front, right? Be like, yeah, I could do this. It's probably not worth it. This is what it's going to cost, blah, blah, blah. But if you like it, it can be done. You know, that's kind of my approach, you know, just being very up, up front There's only and so honest. much you can like fake it till you make it. Yeah. Right? You know, it's all about you know being upfront with the customer i feel like this is what you can expect this is what it's going to cost you you know your choice do you want to do this or not you know right yeah and i'm sure like there's a lot of times where you'd be like yeah, yeah i could do it and then like try to figure it out later but uh, like you said you got to be upfront with people like mm, yeah i don't know if i could do that yeah yeah that's i mean honestly that's just my approach whenever i'm taking in shoes i'm just 
as I'm as I'm taking it in, I'm like the whole process is going in my head. And what I'm gonna do? Okay, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> you know, has there been anything lately? They're like, what is this? I don't know what's going on. I mean, I guess there is. I mean, there is stuff I do say no to. <laughs> you know, it's like I can't say yes to everything. There is stuff that I've seen and said. You know, maybe it's sewn in such a way that I can't redo that same type of stitching, or if the material. The, if it's something small and I don't have the right machine machine to like do that small, tiny little mm-hmm. stitching that it needs, I get on a wallet or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like I said, I don't try to say no, but I do a lot just because all the stuff that comes in, a lot of times I'm just like, so on saying no, let's say you tell tele- teleport back 20 years. So I know your father was taught you his trade and brought you up doing this. But if you'd gone back again, if he was doing anything else, would you think you would still be doing shoe repair? Maybe not. I mean, honestly, I just I do enjoy working. I like even like other jobs I've done. I've done like landscaping for the for a couple of years. I just enjoy working. I mean, I guess my f- best uh, ideal situation I would be like mechanic or something because that's like my favorite thing right like cars <laughs> like i would mm-hmm. say like i would so that'd be great to be able to do you like getting in the nitty-gritty fix it yeah. and have that i would love that the the knowledge to fix my own car that would be to me that's like a dream i wish i knew how to do that you know so getting into the nitty-gritty of like pulling things apart and getting into that the deep crevices of whatever you're working on regardless of what it is whether it's a you know, t- w- w- regardless of how it touches the ground, whether it's with a sole or a tire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's just like, what am I interested in? <laughs> like, right. I yeah. mean, I, I feel like I'm more interested in cars than shoes, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this it's work-life separation. Yeah, you know? exactly. You gotta exactly. do what you gotta do for work, and then have your own passion projects. Yeah. So yeah, a lo- I mean, a lot of artists struggle with if they do their art for a job, like in, for money, for a living it's tough to separate that like i do this for enjoyment versus i do this to stay alive yeah yeah you know, I, I mean our, outside of these all these you know different shoes that people bring in for work you know for you to pay you to work on do you ever do little creative projects for yourself uh i do related not, to like the shop i do but not enough i would say i do but very little i don't find the time to do that i would You're like, just like to. I'm done. I can't yeah, do the shoes would, anymore today. Yeah, I would like to, but it's almost like uh, I gotta fix these customer shoes. I can't be mm-hmm. messing around with this. You know, it's it's the constant battle of you know not enough time for X, Y, and Z. Okay, so yeah. it's it's good to like in your case to separate those things. So you can have yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I, I would like to. I would like to honestly, like if I were to stay in doing this job, like my one of my favorite things would be like. You know, I always tell people, go find a pair of nice shoes from a Goodwill and bring it over here and I'll fix this. So my idea is like, all right, I'll just buy nice shoes and refix them and just sell them like that. But they're not a big enough market for that. For reselling? Reselling. People still look at it as a used shoe and they're like, it's not worth $125. It's getting bigger though. I'm like, "Mm, Like StockX and Grailed and there's all these different, or the Real Real. There's a bunch of these different websites that are like specifically designed for for second market or for secondhand market goods yes. i think yes people are waking up to that right you know quality over you know and i think you're in a sweet spot now like for a while shoes you know shoe repair and it was kind of seen as like this luxury thing like oh you only bring it in if it's like worth it and, but now people are really putting this focus on uh secondhand goods and making things last and you know m- 
the sustainability of things. This is right. much more sustainable than just buying a new pair of shoes. So I think you might be in a sweet spot yeah, for I that think so. new wave of like people trying to keep things going without just pumping out a bunch of stuff from, yeah. from Shein, Shine, Shine. I can never pronounce it. <laughs> Fast fashion. <laughs> but no, you're right. I uh, People are more like, educated conscious shoppers now um you know people you know people ask me oh what should i get you know like Mm -hmm. whenever i say i can't fix this shoe because of this like oh what should i look for when i'm buying my next pair of shoes so people want to know you know and i feel like you're right there is a new trend of that as far as just people being interested in sustainability um so yeah yeah definitely a sweet spot for that major props to you for carrying the torch of you know old construction methods and Keeping that stuff alive. Trusting the process and not Tr- quitting. Trust the process, <laughs> yeah. You ever tried coming up with, like, new processes for things? I know you, you have, like, the, the hard ingrained processes of how your dad taught you and all that stuff, but have you ever tried to develop new methods for things? Um, or is there really any room for that? Yeah, I don't think there's really room for that. I would say no, I guess. So. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you would think that with all the... With the oh my probably thousands of variations of footwear out there there's probably not much you could really do with with construction methods so right right something right. to think about yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we got to go back to your shoes where it's you know you detach it and put it all back together yeah so and thank you so much for showing <laughs> me i've wanted to do like shoe construction of some kind so my my senior capstone project in college was uh, trying to make a shoe that could be replaced and all that stuff by yourself so you wouldn't mm-hmm. have to go to a cobbler. Mm-hmm. Sorry for your business. No, this is really cool to, to try to put them together again in this you know Humpty Dumpty situation. But I love it. Uh, yeah. thank you so much for, for showing me this. I'll put I'll put them on the on Instagram <laughs> whenever <laughs> I release yeah. this. But you did a rush course of re, uh full soling. Yeah. I mean yeah. is it you know, apprenticeships are kind of fading a little bit with most of like these traditional crafts is it tough to like get into it is this tough kind of to get industry? into because it's tough to get a apprenticeship because for me to like teach somebody i almost feel like i have to stop working mm. so that i could teach you mm-hmm. so and that's like i can't stop working that's just not and there's so possible. many different variations of steps you can't just dump them all in a person and expect them to be okay right right it's like showing one thing and then having them get good at that one thing and then you move on maybe to the next thing that type of so it's it's it takes time it takes long time and that's the issue uh like i said it takes time away from me working if i get somebody new here and i'm you know constantly having to like just show them how it's done because mm-hmm. you know obviously they need to be <laughs> you have to show them how it's done but it just feels like it feels like i can't do my job if i have somebody in here learning mm-hmm. like they're in my way so it's kind of like it's been difficult like uh trying to find an apprentice you know because i'm like ah, do i even have the time for that right now you know right. like it's, it's like weird and on the apprentice side it's such a commitment to try to like get into an industry mm-hmm. when you don't know anything about it you don't have any of your own gear like i don't, I don't have a nailing press or yeah <laughs> giant grinder that's specific for just you know shoe or rep- uh, those different d- grinding wheels like you that's not the same as a woodworking one for sure uh, so you have all this specific gear that's tough to just like acquire by yourself it is. It is. I mean, that's why it's such a. I feel like such a dying trade at the same time because like there's no school for this uh, mm-hmm. or anything. You, that's how you do get this job is apprenticeship, 
there's no other way basically right there's so you can't get an online certificate for uh, shoe yeah, repair right right um it's it's tricky it's tricky i guess that's one of the reasons why it's um probably like known as a dying trade you know um it's sad but <laughs> that's what it takes you know yeah and yeah. it's it's hard you can you know get apprenticeship and it's like you can't really have them learn on customer shoes you know right and then if they're not working on customer shoes then it's kind of like they're not really producing money as they're working so it's just it's a tough it's, spot it's a hard yeah it is a tough spot it is a very tough spot i almost i would love to like have a position where i'm like teaching this at some place you know what i mean not trying to work and teach at the same time you know separating that my well, work is teaching a down in inman square there's a, a shop called uh gather here i think and they do classes on like knitting and uh crochet and things like that you yeah, could maybe, you know pitch yeah. a shoe repair thing where you get a bunch of shoes from goodwill or something as practice shoes right to have a little class probably be a cool community yeah. event thing. yeah i'm thinking about that That's something on my mind like um i would i would love to teach this craft to other anybody who's interested you know <laughs> i just wish like i don't have the time right know? and it feels like a very inaccessible so thing for most for the general populace like anybody can feels like they can learn how to sew if they go on youtube or things but you can't just jump into this so i, be, I think that'd be a cool experience like i know I enjoyed it when you invited me in here to, to learn how to do it. I'm sure other people would enjoy right. just like trying it out, right. seeing what it's like. No, I think def there would definitely be an interest. Like if there was a class like that, there is enough interest out there to fill a class like that. Um, I'm not, like I said, something I'm thinking about. I just, again, I it's don't have the, the time for yeah. that right now, but maybe like if we ended up doing, you know, just like once a month or whatever, even if yeah. it was once a year, I don't know, like just one thing, you know, so yeah, that's something I'm thinking about. Um, Definitely like a more unique experience that the mo the vast majority of people would never touch. Yeah, I feel like it's just tricky to do like a big class like that. I've thought about it. I feel like I feel like it has to be like one on one or you know two on one. Like a smaller group. And here, yeah. like it has to be at the shop because I need the, all these tools, the machines for sewing. Like you know, it has to be done at the shop. I feel like um because you need so many little different things that are here it's hard to mm. transport all that to a classroom oh, sticking in the back of a van a <laughs> traveling shoe repair traveling shoe repair and school slash school <laughs> slash school i mean that'd be cool patagonia did something like that the um oh what's it called uh, oh, i think you showed me that picture of that van where they go yeah. around show people how to uh, like um fix their clothing is that yeah what it was? yeah i forget what the, what the name of the, the program was but they had this this van set up where they would travel the country they would not only repair people's things but show, teach them how to do it so they can do it themselves yeah. i love patagonia for that they're yeah. very you know sustainably minded and you know pushing people to not like hey don't just buy a new thing yeah. repair it you know? yeah it sounds great i love to get in a van and travel the world mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> or at awesome. least this country <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it'd be great but going back like it's <laughs> tough to do when a you're you need to work on these shoes to live and yeah. b, all, all the shop is here you can't really just take that press and just throw it in a backpack right 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 you know think about it maybe maybe it'll be like you know sundays once a once a month sunday, <laughs> sunday school shoe repair Sunday something school. in the back of my mind <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> sunday school after church you save your souls oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh was the other point i said it was like you, when you were looking at uh the history of, of a shoe and what's been repaired to it, i called it like shoe lock homes or oh something. yeah shoe lock homes. you're <laughs> quick you're really quick with those you're appreciate that that's what they hire me for <laughs> yeah. but no that is cool though i like how there's like this archive when you do have shoes that have been repaired and like 
you know, every shoe just has its own story itself, like how a person walks, how they take care of it, how it's been repaired, like where they've been, like all these little artifacts and archives are kind of like embedded in these things. You don't really think about that when you're just walking around, but you get to see these things firsthand. What's that like? Can you try to like gather any like sense of the person's personality just from like (laughs) how their shoes are upheld? Uh, I mean, I guess I do hear a lot of people say, you know, people look at your shoes first and then (laughs) like, if you got nice shoes on nice and shiny, there you go. People think highly of you. <laughs> so you got to keep your shoes clean and repaired at all times. And bring them to Jimmy's Shoe Repair. And that's right. <laughs> that's right. We'll do it professionally. Um, honestly, I mean, it's just interesting more than anything else, you know. Um, but no, I don't really, yeah, you know, it's like it's like anything else, right? Yeah, you should have brought this in a long time ago or some people will bring it in, you know. You should have lost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So that's all. That's all it is. You get uh, you get some people that'll you know they bring it in time. They know, and some people just kind of wear it down too much. And some people just wear it down enough where it's gonna cost a little extra. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, you want you do want to bring it at a. That's good. I'm glad you asked that because you do want to. You don't want to wait until like the second layer is gone. If there's a layer of something that needs to be replaced, like don't wait until that second layer is also gone. You know what I mean? Until you're already touching the ground. Yeah. The with your bottom of your foot. I've seen plenty of that. Um, so what's just, like the craziest, most threadbare thing you've ever had to like completely reconstruct? Oh boy. The shoe of Theseus. Um, Obviously, it's probably like one of those where like you keep having to like save the shoe. The shoe is so <laughs> important that, literally like it's been repaired probably resold like 20 30 times and just not gonna g- get rid of that shoe uh i definitely have a customer like that in mind he just like loves this pair of shoes i've i personally remember working on these shoes my entire over the 20 years that i've been here i've been working <laughs> on these shoes and they were already worked on before i worked on them so i, I god only knows how long he's kept this one pair going gotta love stubborn customers yeah and it's like we've done we've done things to those shoes that you know we'd normally say no to you know like it's almost like remaking a shoe which we don't do we don't make shoes and just repair them so but yeah i that would be it just trying to keep one thing going for a very long time it's like it takes a lot of commitment too yeah yeah like you really got to be headstrong on that yeah but have you ever tried making shoes though uh never actually tried it i've seen it done plenty times because my father uh, used to make shoes back in armenia and as a kid i would be in the workshop just like removing the nails from it or mm-hmm. something like that uh, when he's lasting them uh-huh. when he's lasting them yeah after the last after it dries like mm. you know you nail it in and after it dries you take the nails out and you glue it shave it um so i've seen it but i've never actually tried it myself no no. Would you ever try? Like, I would. You ever had an interest? In I that? would. I've had interest. I've thought about like taking a even like a class or something like that and doing it. Just never had the time for it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I have interest in that. I would love to. I mean, I I feel like I've if I've never done this, but I feel like I could easily make a sandal, even though I've never done it. <laughs> like, yeah. I look at them like, yeah, of course I can make this. I just never done it. <laughs> well, you got the sole, so you need just like yeah, insole it, and some straps. Easy, That's yeah. it. Insole, a leather, whatever, rubber, bottom sole, some straps. It's Honestly, I'll probably come to you with some designs if you, yeah. <laughs> you want to jumpstart. Like, I'm always looking to make some, some new stuff for yeah, myself. Yeah. So. yeah. Cool. Get me, get me going, you know, get that ball rolling for me. I'm always like, yeah, I don't have time. I don't have time. I was thinking just like working <laughs> with the uh, um, the Bergenstock platform. Like, I see you have the, the cork up there. You right. Know, you just all you have to do is take that, that pattern 
adjust some things here and there and boom you get a brand new sandal yeah that'd be pretty sick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've so. seen that done like uh it's just it's because it's like the leather that you glue on the sides of the birkenstock footbed mm-hmm. uh and then you just put the rubber sheet the rubber bottom sole and like that's it it's pretty simple it's really simple yeah and um yeah i've seen people like cut out the shape of the leather and use do use different materials put that back Ooh, have you seen uh this is design agency called mischief they do some really funky like tweaks on things like they did a a, a pair of vans that like was wavy and they did like a, a really like twisted version of a air force one like a bunch of like weird crazy out. stuff no, i haven't seen that. i gotta check it out they turned they cut up a birkin bag and turned it into Birkin stocks, <laughs> and it sold it for like twenty thousand dollars or wow. something. It was crazy. <laughs> I gotta check that out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I can send you the link amazing. later. But yeah, it, it's fun. I like that you have the opportunity to like mess with stuff if you so choose. Like you have yeah. all the tools at your disposal to like create something new if you want. And I, yeah. I just think it's awesome. Yeah. No, it is. It is, and I do a lot of like you know dog dog leashes. Like I've made you know collars things. Oh, like so you that do do like own. other yeah. small like leather yeah, crafts. Yeah, it's. I've done things like that. Um, yeah, I've done a bunch of other like bracelets, even like little mm-hmm. bracelets, you know, fun little things like that. Sometimes like I use like extra material, like I've cut a belt to make it shorter. Or I'll use an extra piece to make a bracelet out of it or something like, like that. Like coasters so or I've something. I've played around a little bit like that, but nothing to a scale where I'm like, you know, making stuff and selling stuff. I haven't really. Hmm. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> so on building more of a business, so you have one shop right now mm-hmm. we talked a little bit earlier about like potentially doing like a franchise later what would your like ideal situation be for like if you could move a business plan you know 10 years down the line where would you see that going honestly i would love to be able to like hire somebody and train them and then just have them run a sh- their own shop you know that's that's pretty much it i mean i'd love to I feel like there needs to be more shoe repairs you know just not mm-hmm. enough so as at least cobblers you know that's not enough either because it's like impossible to just find a experienced cobbler if you were looking for help it's like impossible mm-hmm. <laughs> like they don't exist so i mean i just i would love to just be able to pass the knowledge on the you know the craft the trade um and as far as like being a franchise yeah that'd be great like you know if i was a, let's say we do that we hire a person at a time train them and then they run their own store and then just kind of keep doing that process over and over again and that's kind of part of my focus like all right let's make this shop like how it should be so that we can copy it mm-hmm. <laughs> and make another one if we need to so my focus is like get organized get clean be efficient as possible so but for me personally uh, i don't know honestly i just I love doing what I do. It's just like I just wish that I didn't have to do it, you know, so many hours a week, you know, spend right. so much time on it. It's, it's it's that. I mean, ideally, yeah, I'd love to do this. But, yeah, let's do it four hours a day instead of, you know, 12 hours a day. <laughs> and it's tough to, to delegate that stuff as a, as a small business owner. You need to, like, let go of control yeah. in a way. So yeah. I completely understand that. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I I don't have, like, an actual, you know, thought out plan you know just in mind yeah this will be great you know but nothing nothing planned out yeah just yeah. kind of do it at, you know, roll with it see as it goes yeah goes. like i say one day at a time type of thing well it seems like you're used to rolling with it i mean like we said before like there's so many different types of shoes and things come in in all different varying states it's yeah the big part of that blades. what rollerblades really? <laughs> rollerblades ice skates uh, oh i didn't you know, think about that, that stuff yeah huh 
You ever stuck like rollerblades on a random shoe? No. <laughs> no. That's a, that would be really cool. I would. Okay, I might come back to you for that one. That'd be <laughs> fun. I have to find. You some bring somewhere. me the project. <laughs> <laughs> I will. As long as you, until you kick me out, I'm gonna keep bringing them in. But tell me about like the creative process of assessing, like if something comes in, you're like, oh, I have to like do it this way, or how do you like get around each individual unique problem that comes in? Um, I mean, you just kind of trying to walk through the steps in your head, like what are you going to do like you literally just one step at a time you're walking it through your head as you're looking at it initially but then again sometimes when you take it apart you might end up doing it a different way so it's like it's more it's more evident when you're doing the job when you're in it when mm -hmm. you're halfway through it or almost through it you know what i mean then you kind of just kind of go with it see what it needs so to speak and do you kind of give it that plan it out from an initial like look at it or is it like as you go you kind of adapt in the meantime um no you plan it out as you look at it um you only adapt if it's specific certain situations but usually for the most part it's pretty straightforward i could look at it and know exactly what i'm gonna do and it'll just be those steps and that's it but sometimes you don't see something until you take it apart. And then that's when you're like, oh, okay, I can't just do this. I have to do this first mm -hmm. to be able to do the next part. So You ever get like a surprise in there? Like, oh, there's suddenly a steel shank in here. Like, <laughs> um, no, nothing surprising. Nothing surprising. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Most For the most part, it sticks to like a somewhat standardized yeah. construction. That's cool. What's like the the craziest thing you've ever worked on? I know you, I'm looking at Ed Markey's Nikes over here. That's pretty <laughs> sick. But. Yeah, that's gonna be a challenge. Um, the craziest thing I think I told you I did like a convertible to a top of a car before. I oh did like yeah. The back window and you know I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, it looks easy. Space for it's luggage, you can fit the top of a car know, in here right? somehow. <laughs> Crazy. It was the one and done. <laughs> I did. I was like, never. Thanks, now I know why I don't back. do this. <laughs> I mean, it worked out great. It's just like I had to rearrange my shop to be able to do that job. Um, but I think that was just part of like, let me see if I could do this. <laughs> it looks like I could do this. Let me see if I could right. do and it. And that goes back. Like, I appreciate you like pushing the limits of what you think you can do. And like, it seems like you did well, but like, like yeah, that's, you know, I've, I know my, my limits. I know, like, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna do that again because it's not worth my time. Yeah, and that's just like my own curiosity. Like, let me let me do this and figure out what the process is. You know, let's see what how this works out. Maybe I will start doing this, <laughs> but no, I won't. <laughs> yeah, stick into shoes. Is there anything that you'd like like to work on? I don't. Know, this uh, is kind of a weird question to ask, like asking for <laughs> for more work for yourself. But uh, so what like, do I like, like to work on? Well, obviously, I mean, honestly, I, I do like to work on like stuff that's better quality, better, mm -hmm. you know, those stuff that's made well and with with good materials versus like plasticky, cheap materials. Like I don't like because it like falls those. apart or what? yeah, because it's almost like, yeah, I can glue this together, but the material might fall apart. Mm -hmm. Forget about the glue. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, then you're going to be mad at me because it didn't work because like, hey, you glue this and it fell apart. I'm so like, you can have the strongest <laughs> door in the world but if the hinges don't work, then what's the point? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's tricky and that's a lot of times, you know, we say no because we know that's going to happen. Like, yes, we can fix this, but the material looks like it's going to break in a day. So what good is it? Why would we fix this? It's going to break. So that's all about, you know, going back to his transparency just trying to show and explain everything to the customers because it's tough right You're like no i can't fix it and they're like why <laughs> what's wrong with my shoe why can't you fix my shoe right so yeah you know it, it's important to explain yeah so what's that like trying to like 
teach people like oh yeah this is this is the thing because of this like in a quick like minute conversation with the customer when they're, they're explaining that well i mean for the most part it's not bad you know people take my word for it <laughs> try to challenge me <laughs> but um <coughs> you know just like i said just being transparent just whatever i see i let them know you know what my eyes are seeing you know kind of and that's it that's the best way to be <laughs> so tough question you ready yes could you ever just drop all this sell the shop never yeah. touch your repair again of course why not <laughs> so if you could just like redirect your your career into another direction you know and suddenly be accepted by it uh which where would you go what would you do if you weren't doing this what would i do if i wasn't doing this well, you said car repair earlier but I, that's something i would enjoy just because like i do love cars and i would love to be able to buy a junker and make it something amazing that just and then have it for my own mm -hmm. you know that's why i feel like i like cars because that's something i would keep for myself like i've had so many shoes over the years i don't yeah, wear yeah do you ever get i don't wear fancy that? shoes i've i've like made nice shoes for myself you know fix them up make them nice and then i never wear it i end up like selling it or so, whatever so this is like the skinny chef situation where like <laughs> the, there are you know the, the classic phrase is the cobbler's kids have no shoes but exactly you know, i have sneakers with holes on them and i don't repair them i think it's the craziest <laughs> thing like you have you i don't have time to fix my own shoes <laughs> i'm sitting next to a pair of red bottoms you're like yeah <laughs> i feel like it like yeah. what? that's so crazy to me <laughs> i don't know i'm don't get sneaker. high on your. I'm a sneaker guy. I don't know. I just wear <laughs> I like comfort. I don't even. Don't get high on your own supply, I guess. No, I don't. No, <laughs> no, I don't have time for it. So that's why I feel like if it was cars, I would. <laughs> you know, I would. Yeah, I, I, would have ten, I might have ten cars. It might be a problem. Well, process. It might be a problem if I repaired cars. I wouldn't make money. I would want to keep everything for myself. <laughs> well, now that uh, there's actually artists that do kind of both things, like Daniel Arsham does clothing, but he also does like sculptures, and and he's he designed like a Porsche 911. Uh, I think like John, Ronnie Feig from Kith does sneakers and clothes, but he also just did it. Uh, I think it's either BMW or Porsche, something like that. But people like artists and shoe designers are starting to blur the lines of construction and they're starting to work on cars and stuff. There's a big like trend of automotive and streetwear getting mixed up so yeah you never know there might be an avenue there to That's like true. combine your very things. true yeah i remember like uh back when was this like late 80 no late 90s i want to say where i remember like all oh, everybody used to get those air force ones right and we used to switch out the checks and uh we put like louis vuitton symbols oh really Gucci. Yeah, that was big back in like the '90s. Because people are doing that now, like with like yeah, uh, it's coming back a little bit. But I mean, it was big. We used to do a lot of those, like you know, just take out like the front section and tuck in the fabric in there. Mm -hmm. So uh, the reason I thought about that because people were also doing the same thing to their cars, like the headrest, the yeah. interior, <laughs> the same yeah. exact thing. Like you can match your shoe to your car, type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> the world's most expensive accessory. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah, that you know, maybe you can collaborate and. I'll do the shoe part. <laughs> Somebody else could do the car part. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Might as well. Do you ever do like, does, do you ever get people that come in and like ask for custom stuff too? Like more than just repairing it, but going further to like customize and, and alter things? Definitely. Definitely. Like whether it be like, um, whether it's a lift on a shoe, whether it's, if it's a lift on one shoe or if it's a lift on two shoes, <laughs> you know, like, I want the toe to be blue now. Or something yeah. Like yeah, exactly. And now we do offer like all those colorful soles. So people are coming in just yeah, these like, oh, swap cool. these out and put these bright color ones in there. Yeah. Uh, if you so get a chance, come here and, and swap out a sole. Like it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it's, 
not that expensive for to get like a really cool unique thing like i got these uh ferragamo loafers for a dollar on ebay and they're pretty worn through but um we we swapped out the the worn through little hard bottom on them and stuck on a, this really comfy cushy uh, almost like a lug sole like boot sole on there and i, I love these things yeah. i've worn them pretty much every day since we, yeah, we fixed them up so what a difference right like it go from like from that the, the feel of the shoe right. when you change the sole and you know everybody should have comfortable shoes <laughs> and this just made it so much better like it, really though like if you have if you don't have a sentimental value with your clothing or your object the things that you own customizing it is really something that can attach you to it and make it feel special and make you want to repair it over and over again because it's unique to you right right so right. you get to pr provide that experience for people yeah yeah glad to do it yeah <laughs> so I, I love that i try i'm trying to teach my son now <laughs> see what he does with it uh it got him in here with the sneakers you know it was like yeah like you can work on sneakers <laughs> so you're, you're, is your son you know i don't want to get too far into your, your family dynamic but uh is your son like taking to the career or is he kind of doing his own thing um he the way he's doing it was just like kind of just to have this trade like learn the trade and just know it so it doesn't you know he's he just turned 20 so like of course he doesn't know what he wants to do <laughs> before <yeah. laughs> so it's like let's just learn it know it and then you can decide what you want to do with that that's kind of where he is right now so would you like him to kind of follow in your footsteps would i like him i would but only if he wanted you know like i don't want to like force that on him so you know i don't want to make it like some kind of expectation that he no that's good. only if it benefits him if it's good for him then yeah of course i want him to do it i feel like it's a good opportunity for him but not if he doesn't want it <laughs> and that's fair yeah you don't want to like force him to do what you do right. but I, right. i'm glad that you give him the option and let him kind of make make a choice for himself that's a, another thing that's like a, more of a modern development you know obviously going back hundreds of years like if you're a, a wheelwright you do you work on wheels right, you're a blacksmith right. you teach your son to do blacksmithing like right right now keep we the, have keep the family business going yeah but now it's nice that you kind of have the option to do things a little differently if you want but yeah. you know you can always hope that your fun your son would you know pick yeah. up all these lifelong <laughs> yeah, <laughs> career like, yeah, that be you've nice, built for yourself most important thing is he's happy <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean so if he's happy doing what he's doing it doesn't have to be shoe repair <laughs> that's why we work in the first place just make a better yeah better you know better provide for your family and exactly. make a better life yeah it's like kids. you know you want a better life for your family your kids you know going on so i forget who said the quote but it was like i studied warfare and tactics and diplomacy or i studied warfare so my son can study diplomacy so that his son can study art art and literature and yeah that's kind of exactly. how it is is that how it is yeah i like that that's great so. yeah that's i i feel that so. <laughs> I, I mean, that. it's pretty much later. You, 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 your father, you and your father studied sure repairs so your son can do dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Which is great. You know? Yeah, I think I think it is. I think that's just the way it should be. I mean, you know, kind of maybe you do lose some of that. You know, no one's gonna take over the business, so there's no more sure repair. <laughs> you might lose that, but at the same time, you're not gonna force somebody to do something they don't like. Doesn't work out. So. Maybe we should get on that apprentice sooner than we think, just in case, you know. Bobby yeah. might give you a little bit of breathing room, too, if you don't. Yeah, you know. yeah. Hey, I'm going to go no. take a vacation. Let, you know, let them handle the shop. Absolutely, absolutely. No, it would be great. I mean, now my kids are older, 21 and 20. Now I'm kind of trying to focus on, my so on myself, so to speak. So, yeah, the help would be great. Uh, I don't need to do it all anymore, sort of, you know. So I'm kind of looking to 
scale back in a way yeah. a little bit. I I have no doubt that you'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, figuring it out is kind of the, the name of the game here. Yeah. Making it work and uh, making it. Yeah, so. one shoe at a time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're pretty much getting to the, the end of our time here. Is there anything you want to want to plug? You want to say, like, yeah. Um, and you want to support? You, d- you don't have like a website or social media or anything. I don't have a website. I don't have a phone number. Uh, I do have Instagram, but it's I don't really know how grid. to go on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very off the grid. You'll find me at 42 Prospect Street, you know, Tuesday through Friday, 12 to 6, and Saturdays, 10 to 3. Yeah, we are Jimmy closed on Sundays and Mondays. Uh, and we're going away for the summer, so we'll reopen September 6th. So come on down <laughs> later. <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been awesome having you on here. You know, thank you. Thank figuring you for out all the stuff with the, with the shoe repair trade. Everyone wear, wears shoes. You know, most of you should get them fixed. <laughs> Absolutely. Invest in good quality shoes. It's, uh, it's worth it in the long run. I always tell people, like, you know, you think you're spending more on, like, more expensive shoes. You're actually not. You're either the same or you're doing better by making that upfront initial investment on a better quality shoe. $200 pair of shoes and have them last 10 years or buy $50 shoes every other month and they just keep wearing out. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, get good shoes. Come to Glue's to have them fix them up for you. It'll be awesome. It's been great having you here, man. Thank you. Uh, It's been Makerspace and we'll talk to you soon.